Blog Talk Radio. There's a direct relationship between having the businesses and being in prison. Go find an Asian, see how many Asians you can find in American prisons. They ain't going to be in there. But 51% of your prison will be black because you don't, blacks don't have any businesses and industries. There's a direct link. Blacks won't practice group economics. Blacks won't practice group politics. If you don't practice, you're setting yourself up. I told that five-story building, you're setting yourself to get wiped out. Understand the nature of race, which is economic. If you, if you build the first floor, it's economic. Build your businesses and your industries. Control buildings and industry, and put that pools in your money. And hold that money. And, it's a, and practice group economics <clears throat> with it. Arab and Asian money bounces 12 to 13 times for at least. Jewish money bounces 18 times. Black folk got to learn how to practice group economics. Black Americans spend every penny they get outside their own community. Then you take the money and the wealth that you get from that first floor and go to the second floor. The second floor is politics. You then take that money on the first floor and you control your politics. Black folk must quit allowing people to tell them to go out and vote. Vote for what? Nobody's going to do anything for black folk in politics. Politics is controlled by money. Major corporations who got the money. That's what controls politics. If you have no money, you have no say-so, you have no benefits coming. So you take your money and you control and you take your money from the first floor, you buy every politician on the second floor. And any politician you can't buy, you rent or lease them to get what you need. Then once you get the second floor under control with the politician, with your money, then you go to the third floor. The third floor is then is the police department and the court system. You take your money from the first floor and your politics on the second floor and you control the court system and the police department. Then the fourth floor, you t- the fourth floor then is media. You then take the money that you generate off the first floor from business and industries <clears throat> and you go after radio stations, TV stations, newspapers, and cable systems so that you can now inform and communicate with your own people. Right now, <clears throat> black folk only control less than 35,000 of 1% of the media in the United States. Out of 12,000 radio stations, black folk own about something like about 75 or 80. That's all. You own no cable systems. You don't have a daily newspaper. You have nothing of importance. You don't. You got about one black TV station. And you, so you can't communicate with your people. You can't inform your people. You can't do anything. You can have Rush Limbaugh and all the rest of the guys talking about racism all day long and bad-mouthing you. And O'Reilly, they can talk, call black folk all kind of names all day long. What are you going to do? You can't respond. You can't even communicate with your own people because you, you don't have an economic base. 51% of all the prisoners in the United States are black people. You know, even though you only make up 12% of the population. That's no accident. It's because you don't control the economics and the politics. And they're going to go after the weakest people they can get their hands on to incarcerate them. That's the black folk. And what are you going to do in response to them when they, when they, when they, when they over incarcerate you? You're going to go out and have a march, a demonstration. We're going to march. March what? Who cares? Marching has never changed anything. Okay, time for another installment of it to my house. And uh, we're going to have another brief one today. Uh, let's see, today's podcast is titled The Fair Debt Collection. Oh, man, I wrote the thing wrong. The Fair Debt Collection Practices Act. Uh, I guess I'm had, I wrote it as Fair Debt Collect Act. But it's the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act which is a federal law, and um, this was inspired by one of our regular listeners, Sister Bay. Now, let's see if I can um, uh, look it up here for you. Okay. Now, you can 
go online or any public resource library or what have you and look this up or contact the uh um the federal agency for this, but anyway, um this was inspired. I got a, a text message this morning, uh, early this morning or late last night or yesterday. Uh, 11 ways a debt collector could be breaking the law. Now, this comes timely for that I've got to deal with, with somebody else. Uh, it says, a, and that's the title of the article, 11 ways a debt collector could be breaking the law. And I'm reading this verbatim. A strong federal law, the federal, the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act, protects consumers against certain unfair collection practices. It applies only to outside or third-party debt collectors, not creditors collecting their own debts. All right, that's very important. Um, and only to personal and not business debts. State laws may provide additional protection. Okay. Now, um, in its 2013 annual report, Congress, uh, the, 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 the debt collection complaints, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau described co- uh, collection complaints received by the Federal Trade Commission. And this is where you can get uh, this information from the FTC, Federal Trade Commission. Uh, the FT- in 2012, the FTC, which is the Federal Trade Commission, received 125,136 complaints about debt collectors, which was down from 144,451 in 2011. A complaint does not mean a law has been broken. Some complaints may be the result of overseas debt collection scammers who harass consumers. Um, A collection account can have a major credit score impact if you've been contacted by a creditor and a word about uh, credit being hurt. Uh, You can check, uh, you know, the credit agencies that you're aware of. Um, Okay. All right. So here are the 11 ways. Number one, calling repeatedly. Uh, if a creditor, uh, and, this, and they relate this to third party, uh, call them repeatedly to annoy or harass you, okay? Um, the law states collectors can, I mean, collectors can't repeatedly uh, just to harass you. However, there is no specific number of calls they can make within a given time period. This is up to the courts to decide. If you think that a debt collector is calling too often, start making a record of every time they call and any messages they leave. Two of the 11 ways that a creditor may be breaking the law. Uh, trying to collect more than what you owe. The law states debt collectors may be allowed to charge interest on debts they're collecting, but they can't charge more than the amount uh, described in the original contract, which is permitted by law. In other words, they can't illegally inflate debts, but that doesn't mean some don't try. That's very that's that's a very important one right there. Number three of the eleven ways that creditors may be breaking the law: um, f- fail to send a written notice of the debt. Okay, the law. 
Within five days of initially contacting you, the collector must send a written notice of that debt that includes the amount of the debt, the name of the original creditor whom the debt is owed, a statement describing your right to dispute the debt. Number four, the 11 ways. Threatening violence. Okay, that's pretty simple, but uh, the debt collectors may not threaten violence when collecting debts, period. Uh, five, the fifth way that creditors may be breaking the law, threatening dire consequences of the law. Creditors can't threaten a lawsuit, criminal prosecution, wage garnishment, jail time, or to ruin your credit rating unless they have a legal authority to do so and intend to do so. Um, these threats often are illegal. Collectors must usually take you to court first uh, and win before they can take these kind of t- actions if they are illegal in the first place. Um, point number six, using obscene, profane, and abusive language, that's pretty, pretty straightforward. Calling before 8 a.m. and after 9 p.m., that's pretty straightforward. Uh, number eight, um, revealing debt to third parties, the law states, uh, collectors can call third parties such as family, uh, neighbors, friends, and coworkers only to locate the debtor. When they do, they cannot reveal the debt, and there are limits on repeated calls. Number nine, calling you at work after you've told them to call. I mean, stop. All right. Uh, let's see. Ten. Uh, failing to verify disputed debts. Okay, the law. If you dispute a collection account in writing, the collector must stop trying to collect until it is proved. Uh, oh no! Until it provides written verification of the debt. Eleven. Ignoring cease communication requests. And the law states consumers have a right to tell the collect debt collector in writing, contacting them. Once the debt collector gets that notice, contact must stop. And once again, it needs to be in writing. Uh, except to send notifications of legal action against the debt collector. Okay, and once again, you can go to the Federal Trade Commission to get more information. And go go online. Just go to any search engine or go to, uh, what do you call it, the YouTube and uh, type in the Fair Debt Practices Collection Act and uh, you should get uh, more information if you need so. Um, okay, let me see. We do have a caller here. And let's take this call. Area code 314, your mic is open. V, it's me, Tina Crawford. Oh, great, great, great. I didn't have to go looking for you today. Uh, All right, we just went over the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act. What's new on the homeless news and information team? And we've got got 18 minutes. Okay, so I'm going to start from the beginning real fast. Hi, my name's Tina Crawford. Sorry, I have laryngitis again. I've had it for a year. Um, I'm a homeless advocate, activist in St. Louis, Missouri, but our charity helps all over the country. So we don't just 
help those in St. Louis. We get in the trenches. We hug the homeless. We give donations. We bring in shower trucks, food, catered food, because that's the law, but it's really not a law. It's bogus law. It's an ordinance, which is, it means a city law. So what we're doing right now, I want you to write this down, helping our OUR homeless. There's several other groups with that name on Facebook, but we have 41, over 4,100 members. All those other groups have like 38 members. You'll, you'll notice us. Click on it. Get asked to join. You'll be approved within 30 seconds, and then you will see the petition. You will see a garbage truck with waste management employees with mask on and orange vest throwing shopping carts full of crap into the garbage dumpster. That started on August 18th, which was not allowed. This is in Fresno. California. What happened was um, we knew something was brewing. I can't talk. I'm on the rare air. We knew something was brewing um, because the Fresno Bee is their newspaper, and uh, all of a sudden that week, a little kind of a sad but feel-good article came out about the, the homeless are everywhere. They have spilled out from the woods all over, under the overpasses, on the overpasses, all over the sidewalks in city areas, in the breezeways, in strip malls. I mean, you can't even move. I'm not kidding. The pictures looks like rolled-up tents, rolled-up tarps. There's people in there, uh, makeshift tents. If you go on my site, you'll see these pictures. These are live shots from the street. Well, Thursday night, August 17th, the seven city council members met, but two were absent. Mayor, uh, President uh, of the city council member Steve Brandau, who is a complete ass. This is his proposal. It's called the Unhealthy and Hazardous Camping Act. Basically, meaning you can't pitch a tent in an urban area. Meaning no, no residential areas, no cities. Period. But in, you know, it's okay to pitch them um, up at a concert ticket place that's handing out tickets when you're waiting all weekend. That's okay. That's what basically they do in Denver. They ticket and put all these homeless people in jail and before having tents pitched because there's no camping van, and we got on Mayor Hancock's ass like white on rice, and I've never seen a, a mayor retract so fast. But anyway, but they would allow the 200 tents pitched at Mile High Stadium for the Denver Bronco tickets. Did they get ticketed for, te- for waiting for 10 days there? No. It's all BS. But they, put a, they, put a, they actually won their first level of, uh, the the homeless in Denver actually won their first uh, circuit uh, division uh, circuit circuit court <laughs> ruling against the first Fourth Amendment illegal search and seizure. It came down as a ruling, and the uh, homeless are to be considered a class of citizens, not lower than us. Not we don't talk to them as the homeless. They are people like us. The only difference is they don't have a home, and it's not because of drugs and alcohol. If you look at the, the, the statistics, 9% end up on the streets from a, an addiction. I have been in recovery from drugs and alcohol for almost two decades by the grace of God. And let me tell you, I can afford my addiction. People who have addictions can afford it, and they live in very nice homes just like me. I did. So I'm just telling, telling you that less than 9%, the majority, over 36%, hit the streets because they fell in hard times. The 208, 2008 stock market crash. Uh, the, the breadwinner dies of the family. The mother stayed home and has five children. What does she do? You know, they didn't have a big insurance policy. That kind of thing. People need to get rid of and debunk these myths and get this shit out of their head because it isn't true. Or if you do think it's true, go down there. Go down with some bottled water and some soft fruit because they can't chew a lot. Of, uh, homeless peeps have 
horrible dental pain and lose a lot of their teeth because they don't have a healthy diet. Go down and just all you have to say is my name is Tina Crawford. Uh, You can even say I'm a homeless advocate and just start or just say, hi, here, would you like a bottle of water and a peach? And And then let them talk. That's all they want. And you will be amazed. And then say, well, how did you end up on the streets? You will be amazed. You will never get an answer that says drugs and alcohol. I'm telling you, I interviewed over 400 of them across the nation by text if they because they get free text minutes and that's not it so let's go into the fresno thing mayor lee brand after um the the, uh, fresno california is the fifth largest city in california they only built two homeless shelters i'm not saying homeless shelters are the answer to eradicating homelessness they're absolutely not it doesn't end at a homeless shelter they need to go further they need job pro uh skilled training they need outreach program rehab and drug addiction they need a psyche valve they need all of this they need to be handheld and that's what a group called continuum of care does and they're funded by hud housing and urban development where the hell is continuum of care out there there's 2200 of them living on the streets what happened was that during the city council meeting President Steve Brandau, the jerkwad, I would really just like to rip into his and rip his tonsils out. I hate his guts. He says, put out the proposal that says, and two, there's seven elected city council members. Two were absent, and they took the vote late Thursday night, August 17th. Nobody knew about it, and boom, it passed three to two. Well, they were supposed to wait a week later to take another vote. Did they wait? No. Mayor Brand. there's a process to litigation and to ordinances and to pushing things through the legislature from bill to law to where the governor signs it. It's a process. Did they follow it? Absolutely not. Do any mayors follow it? Probably not. And the Supreme Court justices have just been um, quoted as saying they're sick of these mayors signing off on these BS ordinances, these bogus ordinances, city ordinances, because all they do is violate the U.S. Constitution. Panhandling, it is protected under the First Amendment right, under protected speech. So all these panhandling bills, I mean, arrest and thrown in jail, bullshit. It's illegal what they're doing to even enforce it. You can feed the homeless. You can share food with the homeless. You can do all the stuff that they tell you is wrong, 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 wrong. So uh, this passed. They were supposed to wait a week and to have another city council meeting, but they didn't. The mayor instructed city waste management to get to work, put everybody on overtime, and started. They said this was not going to be a sweep of those 2,200 uh, never been sheltered homeless people in the city of Fresno because the two shelters they do have that only house together 1,100. So they're booked, they're full every single day to capacity. Probably even they go a little over, which they're not supposed to, but I can see why they do. But the 2,200 that never been sheltered ever in their lives make makeshift tents, tarps, everything, cooking equipment, and it is everywhere. And I can understand that Mayor Lee Brand, the ass that he is, and his number is one, uh, I think it's oh, quarter, six, five, five, nine, six, two, one, eight thousand. Um, call City Fresno Hall and tell you can call the mayor and leave him a thousand messages for Mayor Brand because he's an elected official and you tell him what he's doing to these 2,200 homeless is bullshit. Because he made no provision for them. So um, let me back up. They had this. They so city waste management went to work immediately the next morning. Well, I'm getting all these pings, notifications, dings. Oh my God! You're never going to believe what's happening in Fresno. They're not supposed to be doing this. We knew something was coming because there was an article about four days before that from the Fresno Beat. We knew. We knew. We were just waiting for it. Checking the internet. Didn't hear anything. Boom. Came down. We jumped on it. Started calling everybody we know, advocates in Fresno. 
Nobody would help us. Nobody would get off their butts and do a damn thing, not even the radio personality, Mike Rhodes, who actually told me, I will never be on your team, Fresno, and I will never have you do anything. You didn't even show up to do a radio spot that was for 20 seconds, 20 seconds with 15 advocates. Did they do anything? No. I was in the hospital having a kidney stone. So I actually had to send him uh, a copy and showed him. I said, I don't call this work. You get paid for it. This is a calling and I was passing these kidneys, so sorry that I was in the hospital for four days and left early so I could keep doing what I do. But sorry, and you should not be saying that about me. He's a jerk. And that is, I'm just, I shouldn't say that, but what, how he acts is rude. And he's a radio personality, and he's a homeless advocate. For 35 years, studied these people, studied the homeless, and authored a book called Dispatches from the War Zone. And he copied every single thing we did, every campaign, with every homeless person saying, saying we stand with Team Fresno. I was homeless, their city and state, all over the country, even different countries. Uh, I was formerly homeless, city and state. We stand with Team Fresno, hashtag home, Homeless Lives Matter, boots on the ground, which means canvassing, handing out all the hundreds and thousands of petitions we handed out out there. Not me, but Patrick Moore, our admin, and all the people from Jubilee Church and Project Radical, which is a uh, homeless advocacy group on Facebook. However, okay, back to the Fresno thing. So they had their second so the city management guys are already going to town. They can't say, no, we're not going to do this. They're being instructed by their boss. So they're picking up their overtime. They're doing double duty. They just swept the shit out of that city. They took they passed the second vote. It still was going on, sweeping the city, even though there were no sweeps. And then the mayor signed off on the ordinance, on the proposal. But during, the, while they're sweeping the city with bulldozers, and I mean, then they brought, brought in the big earth movers. It wasn't supposed to go into effect until September 29th, 12.01 a.m. on a Saturday morning. It went into effect. They didn't care. They didn't wait for a vote. They just did it. And then they brought in the bulldozers are scary enough. But I am watching this, just like I watched the council members vote on this on YouTube. This guy, President Steve Brandau, is a jerk. He does his air quotes and says, well, in the middle of this proposal, we're going to throw in there what's called the misbehaving clause. Two sentences. What is misbehaving? You can define that any, any way you want. Misbehaving, he says, is going to be if any of those 2,200 homeless misbehave, meaning perform any bodily function they need to survive, cooking food outside, eating, their ticket at $1,000, go to jail. If they sleep on the grass, ticket at $1,000, go to jail. If they try to pitch a tent, $1,000, go to jail. If they try to uh, seek shelter, which uh, federal law has already ruled on it, uh, homeless people can seek, go on private property to get away from inclement weather. It was ruled two years ago in January 2015. I am telling you, I am sick of this crap. So not only are you watching this, these earth movers just sweep the crap out of the city, everything they own, not just tents. They didn't just take tents down. They're full crap. They took everything, every piece of everything in those makeshift tents, under in that cardboard boxes, those tarps, all their medications, and most of them are diabetic because of their diet, um, and they're not drug, drug addicts. They're opportunist drug and alcohol users. I mean, if it's there, they'll do it. If not, no. But I'm just saying uh, basically like a teenager. So to watch this is like watching a freaking horror movie. This all tugs at my heartstrings. I've been doing this for 20 and a half months, and I've really just – become a legal eagle and i get out there with them with the homeless all the time everywhere and i'm telling you this is the second worst thing i've ever seen in my entire life friday show i started to break down and cry because these 2200 
Mayor Brand made no provisions to put them anywhere. He swept with these big earth-moving machines with claws on them, with parachute tents underneath that just went down the city and streets and sidewalks like an army, like they were in a war, like people were dying. You could see the homeless standing off to the side crying in horror, holding each other because everything they own, their last of their meager possessions, their work uniforms, their clothes, the last bit of their water and food, all gone, put into the dumpster, garbage trucks, and swept away. And he said, I don't care. This is an exact quote from Mayor Lee Brand. That's why you need to get on helping our homeless. Go to that petition. You will see that picture. Click on it. It's all over the page. You will see it. Click on it. Get on it. I don't care if you live in Portugal. You can sign it. We have almost 1,700 signatures, which is awesome. And we're going to contact the Fresno Bee when we make the appointment with the mayor this week. Now, is he going to come out and talk to my admin guy who hands over the Actually, physically hands over the thousand-page petition with all the petitions, a thousand pages, because of all the people signed it. We need you guys. I don't even if homelessness is not your cause, and, and whatever reason you think they ended up on the streets, just put that aside. These are human beings, for God's sakes. They are. He made no provisions for them, so basically told them, "Tough shit. You're on your own." And what really kills me is Mayor Lee Brand, this newly elected mayor, his own daughter was two and a half years homeless on the streets. He couldn't find her shooting dope. And I can say that because she did out, put out a public interview in YouTube and turned her life around. And her name is Charity Brand, and she's a homeless advocate. And kudos to you, girl. And, uh, um, and by the grace of God, and, uh, I just, it, it breaks my heart to see these people. They have nothing. And then when they move over to try to hide, they can't make tents. They can't do anything. My admin went down there where a hundred of them were. And he and a friend specifically handed out every petition to all 100, the 100 or more homeless that were there. He went up to them and asked if he could take a picture. His friend took pictures. It's all on the site. He talked to them. He introduced them. I told him he has autism, but he's doing, he does great. He's fantastic. He does, he told them everything to say just like I was standing there. I mean, and he is very, he's being ordained again with me as I get reordained as a pastor. I'm already a pastor, but I'm being reordained. So is he. He hugged and talked to every single one of them. I told him, all you have to do is listen. Tell those people we care. Tell them that we love them, that they're America's homeless peeps. They are us. You know, we could, we, uh, they were once us. We could be them. So see them as not a homeless person. See them as a person with needs. So he's going to arrest all these people, and he doesn't have any compassion when his daughter was on the streets. What is wrong with this mayor? Mayor Lee Brand, 559-621-8000 is Fresno City Hall, asked to be transferred, and you want a person to his exact office, to his executive assistant, and you want to talk to him and get on helping our homeless, um, and you'll see the petition. It's all over the page. Get on there. Click on it. It'll bring it up. You just have to sign your name, city, and state you're from. That's it. And if you want to leave a message, most people supporters do say, this is why I'm signing. And it'll ask you, do you want to leave a message saying why you're signing? And it'll post. So for him to do that, so when my admin got out there and did that, he had a huge handheld circle. We are a ministry-based non-for-profit organization. So everything begins with a prayer in the morning before we even hand out donations. So he did this with 100 people and led the prayer. He is very religious, 
and he is just what a fantastic special person and I am so blessed to have him and he was once homeless for eight months and he knows what it feels like and these people even when other people regular citizens if you want to call them that because they're all citizens they're violating their first amendment right their fourth amendment right and you can I'm not going to go through which each one of them are you can look them up it's very easy their sixth eighth amendment unusual cruel punishment and their 14th amendment right this is bogus Sign this to tell Merrily Brand. We're not saying we want to them to have tents forever. We are just saying for now, until you make other provisions for 2,200 plus, never been sheltered homeless. If I go up there and hand out a bottle of water and a sandwich, do you know I get arrested? Now, how, how can they tell? Everybody says, how can they tell who's homeless? Because in many cities, I'll tell you, in our city, the homeless dress better than us we're donating our clothes and they look fantastic the thing is um some cities don't but a lot do dress and look nice you can't tell the difference however the the police know every homeless person by street name or legal name i guarantee you i don't care if there's forty nine thousand of them like on on skid row well actually there's like over a hundred thousand on skid row but there's forty nine thousand in a certain part of l i can't remember the name i'm, I'm like so i'm sweating now i'm so upset because why this man would do this, this newly elected mayor, they, the mayor before him oh, okay. who resigned. Okay, Tina, we've got about uh, 45 seconds left, so wrap it up for us. Okay, go on to help Facebook group, then on Facebook, log in, go on to Helping Our OUR Homeless, and when you see it, you'll see 4168 or 4,100 4, members. Go to that one. That were the biggest group. Go to there. You'll ask to be approved. You're, you don't even have to answer the question. Uh, just we'll approve you right in. We'll take the question down and get in. See that petition. Go on it. You'll read all about everything. You can read through the whole, everything that's going on, every update, everything, and sign it. Because we want to show Mayor Lee Brand and call his office. Tell him what he's doing to those people is bullshit. They are human beings. I can't even give that homeless person, one of those 2,200 homeless, a sandwich without going to freaking jail. He is making okay, them okay. die. Okay, Tina, we've run out of time. We're going to have to continue this tomorrow if you're available. Everyone have a good rest of the day. <laughs>